Champion bachelors Craig and Greg present a myriad of topics centering on relationships and addictions in the positive lights of experience, strength, and hope. Both have struggled with the strongholds of addiction and with relationships that went awry, and both have emerged on the other side, stronger, wiser, and better prepared to become what they once set out to be. You're listening to The Solution. Dear Craig and Greg, over the past two years I've been in a romantic situation that has made me question my strength, self-esteem, and mental health. A couple of years ago, I rekindled an old flame with a woman named Anna. Anna was a new mother and unhappily married. She hadn't slept with her husband in six months. I don't know what kind of girl would make him happy, she said. This time around, I quickly became attached and needy. I think I was treating the relationship like an addiction. As a single mom, at the end of the day, she was tired, sometimes too tired for sex. At those times, I found it difficult not to be angry. There was something about the sound of her voice during sex that had me smitten. Times that we were together, all I wanted to do was take her to bed. Before long, the jealousy started. Anna was a great-looking woman, and she was a bit of an attention seeker with plenty of male orbiters. When we would go out, it seemed like her exes were everywhere. She was sincere, but unfortunately I couldn't feel that. All I could feel was fear. I began to read into things, and all I wanted to do was control all of her time, and I grew envious if she chose to spend her free time with someone else other than me. Things came to a crisis point when we revealed our body counts, how many people we had slept with. Anna told me her belt notch number, and although it was in the double digits, I thought it was acceptable. After all, mine was higher. As time went by, though, the number began to haunt me. I found myself going over and over the horrible math. How could she possibly have been with that many people? I was unable to stop thinking about her promiscuity. Throughout the day, and when I was trying to sleep, the thought kept coming back over and over. Dark fantasies of betrayal and infidelity would not let me rest for days at a time. I had lost my mojo, and now I feared I was losing my mind. I had already been on thin ice with Anna. I could tell she was getting sick of my now anxious attachment style. She was becoming avoidant. Finally, I confronted Anna, blowing up in an unsettling way. It was too much, and she basically suggested a break. She said she felt like she was not my girlfriend anymore. Now I'm in hell. Anna dates me sometimes, but I know she's seeing other guys. She has a vacant look in her eyes. They no longer sparkle for me, even when we sleep together. I know I've lost her love. Please help me, guys. I can't get my mojo or my girl back. Yours truly, John Overshare. Hey, welcome to The Solution. I'm your host, Craig Dolan. And sitting across from me is my co-host, Greg Carter. Greg, how are you doing? Excellent, Craig. How are you doing this evening? This is what we live for, right? Absolutely. Okay, let's get into that uh, letter. and We're going to help this guy, aren't we? I think we can help him out. I hope we can. We know God will need to help him out. Yeah, there's yeah he needs some help. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. You know, No um, disrespect to him, of no, course. No, not at all. Not at all. We don't have a lot of people that call in that are... You know, chasing uh, what I think that um, she was married. Yes. Okay. Okay. That'll happen. Um, but anyway, we're going to break this down. You know, we could end the show and I could just say, hey, don't don't try to date married women. End of the show. See you later. Yes. <laughs> right. But we're going to break it down because there's a lot in there that we can uh, talk about. But um, what was your first thoughts about that? Well, I just like what you said, married 
woman. Like, what's this guy doing? Did he? Yeah. I, I haven't pictured living in the closet, peering over the two. I mean, I, did, I don't know what the relationship was with the gal and the husband. Right. You know, I don't know if he was out of the picture. I know he was in the picture, but how, what their relationship was like. But um, it uh, you know, basically he rekindled what was once a relationship and she was still married. And so he admitted to being attached and needy. Yes, he did. You know, right there, that points towards... If he's had sex with her before, I feel like, I feel, I, you know, we're talking about oxytocin here. Yes. We're talking about the love drug, love hormone. You know, he talked a little bit about being addicted, right? Yes. Um, you, you, when you have sex with somebody and you, you're married, that's a great thing because it's a bonding thing, right? Right. And that's the oxytocin. It's known as the love, the love chemical or whatever, the love hormone. And it's a it's a big time bonder, and it will it will mess with people's heads if they're when they do it in the wrong situation because love and marriage and sex they're supposed to go together, you know. I agree. And then they get cemented together. They get cemented by that hormone, the oxytocin, the dopamines. They they all happen, you know. They're the when you're having sex. Yes. And when you're not, and when you are it it can enter the scary zone it's called crimes of passion this thing has crimes of passion written all over it potentially doesn't it <laughs> it does it does it's almost scary is it yeah i mean i felt like we were um kind of getting into a little <laughs> like a thriller a thriller a potential uh, yeah like i said crimes of passion people get killed when they do when they put themselves into situations like that. Yeah, look what people do to to obtain their drug of choice, mm-hmm. right? And right. He already admitted in a letter like she was an addiction, treating the relationship like an addiction. Yep. You know, go to any lengths to get their addiction, to get their fill. You know, I think we both could see that happening with him. Yeah, cuz when we're going when especially you and I when we're looking at it, we're coming from the um the experience of you know being I mean, an alcoholic or a drug addict, right? And um, so we're coming from that angle. We're always looking at that angle. That's why I'm always talking about the oxytocin or something involved exactly. with sex. Yes, you know, other people they don't probably talk about that much, but I do because that's what really gets you in there. Yes, yeah. Sad yeah. part too. It's like the problem for her. I can see with him. But she's having trouble distinguishing whether the person she's dealing with, John, she's probably thinking, wow, is this just a casual fling or is this the real deal? The way he's treating her. Well, you know, the way women can tell. They have this intuition. They can tell when, mm-hmm. when a guy is just like, after a short period of, of time, they can tell if a man's just in it for the sex or if it's a genuine relationship. I firmly believe that. If they can't tell, they can at least tell that something's not right. I wish he wouldn't dabble with married women. Exactly. You know, because, I mean, right there, there's a lot of pressure there. That's putting a lot of pressure on him. It's a lot of, pro- a lot of pressure on her. I'm assuming that her husband, if they're still married, he's there, right? Yes. She ha- and 
He's in the picture. He's in the picture. Okay, he's in the picture. Yeah, he'd have to be in the picture, even if he doesn't spend too much time with her. Yeah. They still have that bond of marriage on paper. Yeah. Still married. Because, yeah. And I don't, yeah. And the thing is, if she's still with him, she'll probably stay with him. I don't want to see, you know, you don't want to see Mr. Overshoe there uh, getting a deeper dog doo doo that he might be in, you know, with her. Right. She's taken. Yes, she She's is. She's taken. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of singles out there. A lot of single women, you know. Um, the, but the crux of this, let's get to the crux of this whole thing: the body count, the body count. Oh yes, that's that's the that's the crux to this whole deal. Who slept with the most people? <laughs> almost like it was a competition. <laughs> you know when that when that got brought up, it's almost like they were trying to compete against each other. You know, couples are supposed to work together, not compete against each other. Well, right. Right? Unless it's a board game. Well, right. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is a situation where the cart's before the horse, too. But um, as far as being married and being together and not being married. But when they talk about the body count, he means, yeah, how he, he, he kind of snickered. He, he, he got really bothered by the fact that her was too many, that she had slept with too many guys. But he did say that, hey, my count was higher. You know, he got that in there. At first, he was yeah. okay with he that. He was okay with that. At first. Yes, but then he started to ruminate about it. He started to think about it over and over and over. If you think about something, what, three or four times over and over and over, then it's supposed to enter what's called the rumination stage. Yes, and then it starts to take over the mind. Right, like obsession? Yes. You know, when somebody said, what's an obsessive thought? That's when one thought overtakes all other thoughts. Yeah. No, it's true. He was clearly obsessing over her. Yep. Goes back where he said she was like an addiction, obsessing over a drug. When's the next time I'm going to get to use this drug? Yep. yep. Like years ago, years ago when I used to use Coke a lot, I would think, when's the next time I'm going to... You know what I mean? The obsession yep. over it. Yeah. Yep, you obsess. He's like feeling the same way. And feeling the same way. It's a cocktail of, of uh, the dopamine, the oxytocin. Those are two, yes. two of the four chemicals, hormones that really hit the pleasure zone. You know, and that, that you get addicted to. And so I'm, we can call this an addiction. with us this far and that shows commitment proving you possess the trait required to obtain the solution now let's rejoin the show already in progress it's very dangerous it's very dangerous yes it is and I can tell that that this was a plea for help it is very much so I think it's a code red it is a code red. I think it's a Houston to Central. Houston to Central. We got a code red. Yes. Um, we've got a man down. And he is wanting to get some help to get back up. That's right. You know, his uh, pants are uh, around his ankles and he can't get up. I know. <laughs> I mean, we're going to... No. <laughs> <laughs> when, when Josh first read this letter, John, yeah. you know, at first, John is, is pointing and 
like to Anne, almost like she has a problem, but just a little ways into it, you can see that, you know, yes, John, I'm taking your inventory, but we're trying to help you out here that you definitely have some issues, son. You definitely mm-hmm. have quite a few issues. You know, it's, uh, you know, he br- mentions about, you know, her seeking attention, flirting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. A lot of yeah. people do that. You know, but that John talks about liking the sex, he even makes a point that he likes the noise she makes yeah. you know, during that. And I'm yeah. like, huh, what's up with that? He's thinking way too much about that. Well, he's. Yeah. Yep. He liked the noise that she made, the sounds, I guess. And um, yeah. But you know, when he, when he started ruminating about it too, when he took that, he started to imagine her having sex with a guy. That's what happened. Yes. You know, and that's, that's what happened, basically. Is where this went really bad, I believe. I agree with you. In his mind, he pictured her with different guys. Yeah. And you know what I think too, Craig? I think, let's say even if her count was one, just one guy, I think that would really bother him too. He'd be obsessing. Who's this one guy? I think so. I think he would be obsessing. I could be wrong, but I think he is. I think he'd be obsessing about... Just this one guy, she, I wonder who that was. Why was she with him? Blah, blah, blah. You know, because this, John, you're very insecure, but you need to find ways to get it. You know, pray, meditate, ask God to give you strength, please. Yeah. And also, too, work on yourself. I did this, you know, what your description of Anna was, was was all about lust. You were treating her like mm-hmm. a piece of property, and you yeah. don't have an ownership paper bill of sale on Anna, John. You don't. No, there's no... And he, I want him to look at it that it's a natural thing, the sex thing. I mean, myself, I would never even, I don't even, I don't even think about it, you know, if I was dating somebody, what they did in the past. Right. Because he didn't know her then. Yeah, that's the past. That's the past. He didn't know her. You know, because when you meet somebody new, and we're saying this as if she isn't married to, you know, we're right. just saying when you meet somebody new, all you care about, think about is how you get along then, right? Going forward, and um, so this this goes in deeper into his being of why why that he's bothered by this, you know, yes. so much. Um, and there's you got to kind of go deep within. Yeah, so much insecurity, and a lot of times your insecurity, jealousies, it centers down to fear. Abandon, abandonment, all, fear. All yep. of those. All that, yeah. Poor guy. Yes, yep. really. I would like to know his childhood. Yes. The age of like one to seven. What really happened? Because that sets you up for life. It really does. Yes. The answers are found there, and you got to go back there to dig them out. You know, and I'm wanting John to take a journey back into his childhood. I really am. And That'd find, be nice to and find out. Find it? out where, yeah, where, where he uh, lost control. At one point, he had no control. He had no, there was no safe, no safe base for him of love. Right. I don't think there was a, there was something lacking there. And um, basically, you know, you can go heal yourself up by doing, there's, there's ways to do that, you know? Yes. Um, just knowing it is half the battle. Yes. Knowing it and look at your childhood and going, okay, I was abandoned here or whatever. Well, things come up out of fear. And just knowing that and looking at it can put you on the journey to healing it right there. 
John, you need to be single for a little while, okay? And what you call mojo was basically, you know, obsession, treating her like a object instead of a human being. I mean, John, I'm not saying this to cut you down. You don't know what love or true emotion is. You were making Anna your emotional hostage. And I want you to let that sink in for a moment, John. Please allow it to sink in. You don't have ownership or bill of sale on her. Anna has the freedom to do what she wants to do. Mm -hmm. What you need to work on is try to free yourself of all this jealousy, possessiveness. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to work on being able to trust people. And that comes to begin trusting yourself. Mm -hmm. Learn to love yourself. You need to learn to love yourself before you can love somebody else. If he ends up with her, let's say, let's just draw a scenario out. Yes. She ends up getting divorced to this guy. And then she ends up with John, right? Yes. He is, John's always going to have in the back of his mind that she cheated on her husband with him. You know, that's always going to be there. Yes, it is. And so he's, he's, he's fighting a losing battle here. Yes, you he know, is. Because he's, he's involved in a situation where it, how's, how, how's this ever going to turn good? Therapy. I mean, lots and lots well, of he therapy. Gets out of him. What I'm saying is, if he thinks he <laughs> wants to win her heart, he'll never, he'll never be able to give his heart totally because he'll go into the uh, paranoid stage with it. Yes, thinking hey. she's cheating. You know, for the he'll think about it. Or, hey, for the I think that's where a lot of his jealousy is coming from already. I mean, he hadn't come out and admitted it in the letter, but hey, she's cheating on her husband to be with him. Yeah, right. You know, in my opinion, Craig, this relationship is doomed from the start. When people get together and they're going to have a meaningful relationship, it's kind of like, hey, you know, it's like an institution that's a house. How do you build a house? You build a solid foundation. We've talked about that in a few. What's a solid foundation? Building it on stone, building on a concrete foundation. Like the Bible talks about, hey, the foolish man built his house upon the sand. The rains came by, which would be trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. wash the house away. See oh, what I mean? Just, yeah, yeah. So their relationship, if they do get together, you know, and, and form a union of matrimony, it'll just be, it'll be doomed. There's no found solid foundation. Look what it's built on. Lust. Uh, uh, it's built distrust. On yeah. Yeah. If you don't have fear, trust, you don't have nothing. Yeah. Fear, all that jealousy, anger, you know, that's, Sand to me. It's built on. <laughs> That's built on sand to me. Yeah, yeah, it's built on toxic qualities. It is, or it's just not not health. It's not built on anything healthy. Right, you're absolutely right. And and what do you have? If you don't have a healthy relationship. You don't have a relationship. I mean, it goes whoosh. Exactly. You know, so a big whoosh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that way you put that. Yeah. Yes, I have this feeling too, Craig, and I think you would probably agree with me. I think he's had these same issues with Anna as he's had with the, you know, his past few women that he's dated. I could almost bank on that. Jealousy arises, you know, when the woman decides she doesn't want to have sex or something for a particular day or week. You know, anger, jealousy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lack of trust, all yeah. of that, all yeah. of that come creeping the in. The fear of being abandoned, the fear of, the, of her leaving, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, totally. You know, a little bit of jealousy is okay. 
a lot of bit, a lot of bit of jealousy is bad. Uh, he had a lot and of it. a lot of thoughts <laughs> going on there. Yes, so. yes, yeah. But uh, we uh, we uh, hope you get the right help you need, John. But first step: don't don't date married women. Just just end it. Definitely and go from there. That's that's our first bit of advice. And uh, you know, we're to wrap this show up though, and. It was an interesting show, I think. Very interesting show. Yeah. And so. John, you need to hang in there, brother. Hang in there, John. Let's hang it up for the night. Listeners, thanks a lot. Thanks for for, uh, tuning in. And uh, we'll see you next time. For for my uh, friend and co-host, Greg, uh, I say uh, bid you adieu. And we'll see you next time. Have a good night, y'all. Thanks for listening. This concludes this episode of The Solution. Thanks for joining us, and be sure to check out our next episode. Send your questions and comments to Craig2042 at gmail.com. That's Craig with a C. Until next time, good luck and goodbye.